Welcome to the Front Court Sports Radio Hour. Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am your host, Jack Blackstone, and I am joined today in the studio with Coach Mike. How you doing, Coach? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. It is Friday, April the 21st, here in our West 7th Street headquarters in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, it's a pretty nice Friday, but we're trying to we're trying to hold off some storms, aren't we, Coach? Trying to get in a little a little baseball this afternoon. Yeah, uh, we're uh, we're supposed to be doing the game of the week today. Uh, th- this week it's going to be Cullioca versus East Hickman. Uh, Barry Duke will be doing play by play, and yours truly will be uh, helping him with uh, engineering and color uh, broad uh, and color commentary. And uh, the game was originally scheduled at six o'clock, but looking at the weather forecast and stuff, they uh, they have decided to push it up to five o'clock. So if you're going to be listening to that, listening for that game, we'll be coming on the air uh, roughly 4:45 or so uh, for just a little bit of a pregame, and then we will, uh, you know, first pitch is scheduled for five o'clock this evening. And hopefully, we can get it in before the rain gets here, because once it gets here, it's going to be here for a while. Right. That <laughs> that is what it's looking like. So hopefully, we can get everything going. Uh, the Columbia Lions tonight play host to Marshall County. That one starts at 6 if you're trying to go out and support them. Uh, but on to some baseball at the collegiate level. Uh, we have a pretty exciting SEC baseball series going on in Knoxville uh, this weekend. We'll have uh, the Vols playing host to the number two ranked Vanderbilt Commodores. Now, of course, there's many, many layers to it every time. Vanderbilt and and UT go head to head, but but this one is is particularly interesting, I think, Coach. What do, what do you see with this? Yeah, this is a, this has been a, a a series that recently, uh, Van, excuse me, uh, Tennessee has dominated. Uh, I think it's been the last three or four series they uh, Tennessee has won has won. They, they went up to or came to Nashville last year, came in and swept Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt hadn't forgotten that. But this year is kind of a different animal. Uh, Tennessee uh, has a record that most people would be uh, be pleased with, fifteen and twenty-five overall. But uh, their their SEC record is. I'm trying to see my notes here. SEC is like five and five and eight, five and seven. It's kind of mediocre. Five and ten. Yeah. Five and ten. Even it's even worse than that. And Vanderbilt sitting at the top of the league right now. Uh, just on hotter than a pistol, and, and and so they want to come in. They got revenge on their minds. They also want to make sure they maintain their number one ranking, as far as the SEC is concerned. They're ranked number two in the nation. So, and, and of course, Tennessee would love nothing better than to knock them off that perch. So it's it's going to be a good series. Right. Uh, it's it's going to be an exciting series. You're going to see both teams cranked up. Um, the game is sold out. You know, people looking for single game tickets and stuff like that. Well, you're just going to have to. <laughs> have to either listen to it on the radio or uh, watch it on TV or something because uh, you're not going to get into the stadium. Right. Uh, that is uh, Lindsey Nelson Stadium in Knoxville, a great baseball venue, which will certainly be packed out this weekend. But, like, yeah, like you were saying, a lot of um, a lot of plot lines going into this. Um, 
You were right in saying that Tennessee has taken three of the last four series between this team. Um, in the entirety of the time under Coach Tony Vitello, um, Tennessee does have the slight edge all time over Vanderbilt, where you may think of Vanderbilt as more of the baseball school. But, of course, UT had had this sort of tear last year where they sort of made a name for themselves for kind of having fun with with beating people is a is a nice way yeah, of putting uh, it I guess. But having fun was is, is, yeah. is being diplomatic about it. They right. they would put it in your face quite a bit. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and so I and and I think what they've they've maybe discovered this year in SEC play is, <laughs> is that it's not always great to, to build that target on your back. I think a lot of these other teams remembered. There, there's well. there's an old coaching adage: what goes around comes around, and sure enough, uh, it's coming back around. And uh, but and that's also that's what makes it interesting for the fan, you know, for just the general fan to watch to watch the interaction and, and stuff. Um, you know, I, I like to see college players getting excited about their play and getting excited about what's happening. Uh, you, know, you know, as a coach, I cringe when they start flipping their bat to 20 feet in the air and stuff like that because that means it's got to come down. <laughs> Sooner or later, it's going to hit somebody. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the celebration and the, uh, the little cartoonish type stuff they do in the dugout after a home run or, or something like that, to me – just it, it adds to the fun of the game, but you know, be, you know, we, we need to be a little bit careful about limiting that too much. As long as they don't start using it as goads to, um, right. you know, get on the other team about it. You know, celebrate your team, have fun with your team, uh, and then leave it at that. And and for the most part, that I saw, that that's pretty much what Tennessee would do. Now, on the camera and stuff like that, you, know, you never know what happens away from the camera. Right, and, and there it, is a lot of yapping that goes back and forth, and 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 that's always going to be, you know, internalized a certain way by by the losing side of that. Oh of, yeah, of that. Um, Called bulletin board material. You got to have something. You got to have something to get mad about. Oh yeah, and so you look <laughs> at the last um, few weekends for Tennessee, and when you look at they, they've played some very very good teams um, in in the SEC over the last few weekends. Um, all teams that were nationally ranked in the top 10 at the time of playing um they faced lsu at the end of march and lost that series two to one they faced florida uh two weeks ago and lost that series two to one and then last weekend they were swept um at or at in fayetteville against a good arkansas team all those teams very highly ranked in in, in competing for uh, high honors within the SEC themselves. Absolutely, but it, it definitely was sort of, um, you know, you'd go into that, I think, if you're a Vitello, and you'd say, you know, we're not going to, we're probably not going to win all these games, but we'd like to win one or two of these series, <laughs> like probably. At least I mean, one of them. You know, we'd like to, we'd like yeah. to put up a good showing, and ultimately you can't really, you can't really say that's a, that's a great showing. They go two and, two and seven, two and seven over that nine game stretch. Yeah. And so they're going to, they're coming into this with a certain level of desperation well, to show that, you know, they can compete with these top. Yeah. Teams. There's a chip on their shoulder. Uh, you know, they, they still believe that they, des they deserve to be uh, in the, well, let me rephrase that, not deserve that they're good enough to be in the NCAA tournament. They, I, I think they'll be the first one to tell you that they don't deserve it right now. Uh, now, they better turn their season around quick if they're going to make that run and get a chance at it. Uh, I heard someone else say something today that uh, they were going to have to pretty much win out uh, as far as the series. You have to win the series for the rest of the season to, to really have a 
a realistic chance of being considered for the NCAA tournament. Uh, either that or if they don't win out, then they're going to have to make the run. They're going to have to win the SEC tournament in Hoover, which uh, does you know, create some issues at times because you end up using an awful lot of pitching to win that tournament. Right. And then you got to turn around and play a region within about four days. And that, that puts a that really taxes your pitching. That baseball tournament is really one of the most one of the most grueling sort of yeah. sporting endeavors as a as a team you can go through. That's just Oh, well, you gotta have a good staff and, and you know, both both uh, Tennessee and the Commodores uh, have have good staffs, uh, have great staffs really, to tell you the truth. Um, most of Vanderbilt's team, you know, is back from last year. Right. And they remember. Plus, it's Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. You could be playing tiddlywinks, right. and they hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, you know Tennessee knocked them, really beat them down in the SEC yeah. tournament um, yeah. last year. So that will also be fresh on the mind. Um, speaking more generally about these two teams, you know they really have been the big dogs of the SEC East uh, division for the past really five or six years um, with UT winning that division each of the last two years um, with Vanderbilt having last won the division in 2019. So Vanderbilt really wants to sort of reestablish themselves as the big dogs in well, the SEC East. To me that's interesting is that when Vanderbilt gets up there, they make it count. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's, won, you know, he's won multiple national championships up there, which Vitello has gotten close, but he hadn't got over that hump yet. And so – there's that, uh, you know, there's that rub. You know, Vitello wants to get there, uh, and uh, Vanderbilt's been there, and they know they know what it's going to take to get back. And uh, you know, Corbin does a great job with them, but uh, again, this is Tennessee versus Vanderbilt, and there is absolutely no love loss involved there. Yep, th- these will be some great games. Uh, just to give you a little bit of extra information, uh, the first pitch of tonight's game will be at. 5 o'clock Central, uh, available on the SEC Network. Um, and and then Saturday and Sunday, we have a little treat. We'll be featured on the national broadcast on ESPN2 to get to see some great Tennessee rivalry baseball on ESPN. So would highly recommend tuning into that. That's going to be a big sort of a, a big moment for this UT baseball season and for the Vanderbilt baseball season in terms of, of what they're aspirations can can realistically be um going into the end of the season and and sort of define the narrative of 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 what these seasons uh are going to be uh moving on on the topic of Vanderbilt um we actually had a fun little a little tidbit of information that that came across my desk is that the Vanderbilt women's bowling team uh was crowned national champions this week how about that that, coach this is their actually this is their third national championship and uh they are they are a powerhouse in women's bowling and have been for quite some time. Um, my daughter bowled uh, collegiately for Bethel University, so I'm somewhat familiar with the with the college game, and uh, they're they're doing a fantastic a fantastic job, have a great run. And, and this uh, in, in reading about this uh, this championship, it was really a dramatic right. uh, championship. Yeah. They uh, they were having to go against Nebraska to. Uh, to win it, and Nebraska got up on them in a in their point value or point system up three to one. Uh, all Nebraska had to do was win one more point, and then Vanderbilt came back and won the next four points. Now the point those are secondary, what we call second level points. 
there's a lot of there's a lot of other stuff that goes on uh, in a collegiate bowling match. You actually have two distinct level or two distinct por- portions of the competition. One they call it tradition, the traditional bowling, where each bowler does roll all ten frames. Right. That, that's that's where you know if you if you all involved in league bowling and it's like that's that's kind of what it's like. Mm-hmm. It's league bowling, except yeah. lane conditions are highly. Are, are tough. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it that way. The oil they use and stuff like that, it's tough. And, right. and you have a, you literally have a margin of error that's maybe an inch, inch and a half Tiny. at the beginning. And then as they roll and roll and that oil shifts and changes and stuff like that and it gets extended, it, it, it changes. That's, that's part of the competition. That's really interesting. And uh, then uh, the second half is called Baker matches. Mm. And that is the, the Baker match is when you have five girls on each team each player rolls one frame, and you get your team score built from that. So each girl's going to roll two frames in a game, and they'll roll. They'll they'll play maybe four or five games that way. Uh, that way, it's it's truly a team sport, truly a team effort in there. And one person, you know, that, that leaves an open frame or something like that uh, can can really mess it up. And in this particular championship. They got into this Baker match, and Nebraska got the lead and was holding it pretty steadily. All of a sudden, uh, they start faltering a little bit, leaving open frames. Vanderbilt makes the run, and it comes down to the very last frame. The young lady from Vanderbilt had to get 28 pins. Now, uh, in a bowling frame, you can only the, the highest possible number you can get is 30. And so she had to get 28, which meant she was going to get had to get two strikes in a row in the first two balls. If she gets any one of those misses up, she's gone, or she's she she fails. Then she had to get at least. Uh, I take that back. She had to have 21 pins. I, I, I take that back. She had to have 21. She got 28 is what she ended up with. But uh, but still had to get she, those two. Strikes she had to get to those get two those, strikes yeah. right. If she if she falters on any of the first two rolls. You don't get that. You don't get that. You you don't get those points. Mm-hmm. And so she rolls, gets it down, gets the the, gets the second strike, and then everybody kind of knows. Then the anticipation, it's coming. You know, she's only got had got to hit two out of all ten <laughs> pins to win the match, and she hits eight of them, knocks eight of them down, and and that one of the most dramatic dramatic comebacks. Uh, for for and it, at at the level that they're bowling for the national championship, right. it, was, it was a great great story. It really is, and and it's so fun. I you know you're reading that these championships take place in in Vegas, and you know for these kids to get to go out there and bowl on this on this big stage and on television, it's and it's a it's a great yeah. One scene. of the things one of the things that the, she mentioned in the, in the article I read about it was, you know, if you're in a big bowling match, you know. People are bowling all around you, and people are talking. So there's a lot of noise going on. You know, right. you hear, and when this girl gets up, of course they they kind of everything. You know, they said everything stopped. <laughs> yeah. You could hear a pin drop, and for Literally. somebody who's used to noise all around them all the time, that's yeah, that can be a little bit nerve wracking. But this uh, this young lady stepped up, did her job, uh, did it quite well. Um, the you know, and uh, they end up walking away with the national championship again. Uh, congratulations to the Commodores, to the Lady Commodores bowling team. Um, you know, carry, carrying on yeah. business, it, 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 in a sense, carry on business as usual. <laughs> right. Third title in the last decade or so, yeah. I believe, as you were saying. And um, 
You, you, you do any bowling, Coach Mike? I, I, I used to. Yeah. I, I used to be in a men's league and um, was was I was decent. Yeah, you <laughs> the thing. I, I, I you know carried an average of about one ninety and uh, nice. which was, uh, but that was some years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know what? This might be a good time to to plug. I think this counts. This is sports adjacent. You know, our local Tin Pin Alley here in yeah. Columbia, they are currently doing sign-ups for summer leagues, I believe, which begin uh, next month in May. So, and, and the summer leagues are really a good time for you to, you know, if you've been out of bowling for a little while mm-hmm. or you've never bowled uh, on a league basis, that, that the summer leagues are pretty good because they're pretty relaxed. And uh, the, they they do set the lane conditions to be a little bit more forgiving than they do for right. high, for competitive bowling, but not quite national uh, championship level. But it's but. still uh, it, it's still a lot of fun. And, and one of the nice things about that is that it's you know you're not environmentally dependent on good weather. You know yeah. it could be you know you're gonna have you're gonna have good conditions every time you go. So uh, and it's a good time. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, my coaching schedule kind of got me out of it where right. I couldn't go into it. So, but I really enjoyed it while I was there. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, and, and, and know, I'd highly a... encourage you to do it. And 10 pin alley is a great alley. Uh, they do a great job. They do, uh, you know, keep everything in great condition and, and do a good job of organizing their leagues. And one of the, and I'm reading the literature correctly. One of these leagues for the summer comes with a bottomless beer cup. So that could be something that yeah, has quite a feeling. For those of you that do imbibe like that stuff, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, could be something to bring that, in a few new balls. Yeah, that, that could get you. You know, it, you, you may not have a great game, but right. you're really going to have a good time. Right. <laughs> there you go. You got to balance it out. Um, but yeah, that is at Ten Pin Alley, and you can find them online and get signed up um, with one of those leagues. Uh, we're getting close to our first break here, but I just wanted to start us out um, back on a little bit of, you know, combo UT and Titans talk going into next week's draft. Um, came across some articles um, the last 24 hours or so where there has been a movement um, to put some bo- support behind the idea that the Titans should draft Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Um, some of the reasons for this being... He's not going to require quite as high of a, a pick, not quite as much draft capital as some of the other quarterbacks that we've been talking about. He's obviously popular and familiar within the state. Uh, and, you know, he's a heck of a quarterback. Yeah, the, he, uh, of course, with him hurting his knee, getting the right. ACL tear in the very tail end of the season last year, that's kind of put him behind the eight ball. In fact, from everything I'm seeing about him, that is the biggest question about him. You know, his interviews are going great. Uh, every every team that he's been involved, you know, talking with and stuff, uh, he knows the game. He is, is uh, he knows how to make adjustments. He's he's an older he's an older college right. player, so he's a lot more mature about his approach to things. Everything is on the plus side except for that knee. And and the question mark is is about that knee, and unfortunately, the Titans' history with taking chances on injured draft picks—they're one for about the last five. <laughs> you know, yeah, Simmons was a great right. one. Simmons the was one a, the, the the success they had was, but the rest of them haven't panned out too well. And I know that's kind of weighing, especially on Vrabel's mind. Of, hey, we've tried this game, we've done this before, and it's come back to bite us. Though I really think Hooker would be somebody that would be 
uh, a very, very positive uh, person. I think I think he would do well here. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's no denying the talent, but again, yeah, that injury does cause some pause. Um, well, we'll talk a little bit more about these and other topics. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, but we'll be right back. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. 
Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee. 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Uh, you are with us here on April Friday, April the 21st here in Columbia, Tennessee. 
Uh, we're, we're, we were talking a little Tennessee Titans, a little NFL draft before the break. Uh, we're going to go back into that for just a moment. Um, I, I, your host, Jack Blackstone, have a personal plea uh, to, to send out uh, to the Titans and Rand Cawthorn's draft room. Um, so a lot of people, obviously, have been talking about uh, the Titans' deficiencies in the offensive line department. Uh, I think anybody who watched us for more than five minutes last year could know that that was not a unit that was doing their job particularly well. Is that a, is that a fair analysis? Uh, I think you're being kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough, rough deal, especially, yeah. especially those last seven games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, Of course, again, to be fair, uh, they were decimated by injuries. Um, you ended up, you know, they, they. The joke is that they went out and picked a guy up off the street. Well, that really wasn't too far off. No. You know, there were a couple of guys that had been out of the league for a little while, and. Uh, right. I mean, you had us using the most players in and, the league, and, and so yeah. Well, two years in two a row. Two years in a row. That's a, yeah. And, and honestly, to me, I, I think that's a. That's a credit to Vrabel and his staff is to be as competitive as they were in the circumstances that they were in. Just with guys. Just like. yeah, just you know, whoever they could pull together at that one time, you know, at that time and, and play, they and they were still competitive most of the time. Now, again, losing seven in a row, you kind of lose that that moniker right there. But but the year before they were they ended up with the number one uh seed and all that stuff. They and and just couldn't uh, carry it into the playoffs. But I, you got to wonder a little bit about the Titans training staff. Right, and that's, I think, is and, the other side of that. Is, is, you know, what are they doing or not doing that is allowing all these injuries to happen? Um, now, some of these, again, football is – NFL football, it, you know, like I talked to – you know, I listened to one player and he said, it's not if you get hurt, it's when you get hurt. Mm-hmm. And how bad. You know, it's going to happen. And, and, and it's part of the game. It's, it's, a, it's a part – it's a risk that everybody that gets into the league knows and accepts and prepares for. Um, they have really state-of-the-art uh, facilities on, on, at every level. At every place to to help take care of these players, but there's definitely something different. You know, there's something going on that I mean, uh, Tennessee can't stay place, can't yeah. can't can't stay healthy, and um, you you wonder uh, why why aren't the other teams having these problems? Why why is it just Tennessee? You know, why is it Tennessee? And maybe it's not just Tennessee. Maybe it's because we're local and we're paying attention to them, but. You know, you don't set a league record two years in a row for participating. You know, for people, different people coming through your roster, without uh, without something coming back. And uh, I, from what I understand, they are making some moves in the training in the training staff. Uh, but to me, I would be very seriously considering just cleaning house and starting over. Uh, Rabel's a very loyal man to his staff and to his people. And I'm sure that's not quite where he wants to go with that. But, uh, you know, uh, so far the numbers say they've let him down. Right. And, and they need to make a change. And you feel like um, with the new with the new GM, with Rand Carthen coming yeah. in, yeah. it's a – Now's the time to, to make that – uh, to make that change and, and, and stuff. And that also is, is probably going to make a difference in their drafting. You I know? think so. I, I have a feeling you're going to see them – kind of shy away from people that have an injury history, you know, where uh, Robinson wasn't afraid of, of an injury history. He wasn't afraid of a, of a little checkered 
past as far as that's concerned. And, you know, of course he hit, hit the home run with Simmons and, and, you know, when he comes back and stuff, and then he kind of misses out on a couple of others. And, uh, and so, uh, I, I have a feeling Vrabel and, and, and Carthen is going to be a little bit, uh, hesitant to pull the trigger on somebody with an injury history and to me and and to come back to hooker's situation i have a feeling that's going to be the biggest uh setback or the biggest strike Tick against, against him, him. Right, right that's right and and it's for the titans that's huge that's right. a huge tick you know uh right you know once burn twice shy sort of thing there but um and you know you do a part of you wants to say that you want to defend it that it's you know injuries happen to to every team and this and that, but like and, you said, when you set the when you when you're first out of 32, yeah. two years in a row, you got to think something and, and, deeper and than and great medical technology, especially in the area of ACLs and stuff like that, is is come has dramatically improved, and and a lot of times they're coming back stronger than they were before before the injury. There's still that, uh, not all of them do, right? And, and there's that okay, which one is Hooker going to be? Exactly. So, uh, and, and you're taking a chance. I, that's just the bottom line. A chance, yeah, a chance that certainly could could be worth it. But I think, but I agree. I think there's there's going to be uh, an air of of caution about. I think they're going to want sure hits here more than more than home runs. Um, that's that's what I anticipate as well. But but going off of that, going back to my yeah. my personal plea to the Titans, I truly hope we invest heavily in this offensive line. And as a Northwestern grad myself, I'm hoping we will go for Northwestern offensive tackle Peter Skoronsky. Now, it's not at all a sure thing that he'll be available for us at the number 11 pick. He is, by most draft boards, the highest-rated offensive tackle in this draft. Um, With the departure of Taylor Luan and with it looking like Pierre... um, Petit Frere is going to be the uh, right tackle going forward. Looks like we're going to stick with that. We do have this gaping hole for the quarterback's blind side, and this guy is enormous. He's 6'4", 313 pounds. Um, he's yeah. played three years at Northwestern. It's all Big Ten, two of those years. Um, he's a big guy. He did great in the combine, great measurables. Um, he's doing well in his interviews, and he, he's really just a beast that's played a lot of a lot of football, a lot of Big Ten football with a lot of big guys, and I think he could be that instant starter plug um, on that left side of the offensive line that the Titans could need. Yeah, the question is, is can he make that mental adjustment of of varying his game and, and, and stuff like that? Can he move? You know, big guy's great. If you can't move, that big size doesn't mean anything. And he's going to be going, again, Being if, if he's at left tackle, he's going to be going against the best pass rusher the other team has to have at the other side. Uh, again, because it's the quarterback's blind side, uh, most quarterbacks' blind side. And, and so, yeah, uh, boy, putting a, putting a rookie at, at left tackle, uh, again, you, you're talking about taking chances. Right. Here you are. Uh, but again, you know, most coaches tend to go with the veteran. You know, okay, yeah. you know they'll, they'll move a veteran from another spot in the line over there, uh, you know, from right tackle to left tackle, and then put the rookie in at right tackle and, and let him kind of season up a little bit. Um, whether Pierre Tart or however you say his name yeah. there uh, is capable of taking that left tackle role. Um, question again, another question mark. So, yeah, they've they've got to. 
he, I, you know, like I said yesterday, I, I think that's the order, the, the priority order. They need to, you know, align first, get get the receiver room strengthened up second, and then look at your quarterback situation uh, and and see how you can strengthen that because uh, you know Malik is. <laughs> Uh, we talk about question marks. You know, there's a big one there. Uh, I, I think Tannehill is going to be solid. He's, he's going to be, you know, he's always been solid. He's been good, uh, outstandingly good for a little while. And, of course, then he has his moments. Um, but he's on the tail end of a contract that is huge. Uh, he, he's getting a lot of money. And he needs to he, he needs to produce to make it worth, worth what they're paying him. And uh, so, you know, there's – there's those areas that, that right. need to be strengthened up, and, and if they can strengthen the line and the receiver core, I think Tannehill will have a good year. Yeah, and uh, of course, when Tannehill has a good year, and Henry's going to have one with two, and yeah. and then that puts the Tennessee right back in the hunt where they want to be. It all stacks on top of, you know, the success stacks upon the the previous step uh, for sure. And the Titans, you know, going back to the line issues, the Titans have. Um, started to address this. Rand has started to address this a little bit in free agency. Um, there have been two pickups in uh, Andre Dillard, former first-round pick by Philadelphia, uh, and, veter- and veteran versatile lineman Daniel Brunskill, who we're getting from San Francisco. So these two guys, can. the good thing about them is they are both versatile and they've both started in the NFL, um, basically all across the yeah. line. They can play guard and tackle. Versatility is going to be a huge thing, yeah, especially with the, the, the injury problem that Tennessee has had. You know, Having a guy that can play guard or tackle, uh, can play either right or left side, is going to be huge. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, with the way that the sort of plug-and-pop roster situation has, has gone uh, the last few years, Vrabel knows better than anyone how valuable um, it could be to have these guys that he can, you know, use at different positions when other people inevitably go down. Um, also, on the offensive line front, of course, there was the firing of offensive line assistant Keith Carter and the promoting of Jason Hotling. Um, he is now going to be leading the offensive line unit. So you you at least like to see that they're they're you know taking action. They're trying. I was going to say change they're things. they're at a point where you know it's kind of the the especially here in middle Tennessee you know, is the, the line. You got to do something, even if it's wrong, <laughs> you got to do something because what you're doing is not working. Yeah. So, uh, and, and your coaches will be one of the first ones to tell you this. I'm sure the line coach, you know, they got let go. He's like, yeah, I, I probably deserve it. I hate it. I don't like it. I, yeah. you know, there's reasons why things happened, but at the, you know, this is, this is a tough league. And the bottom line is, did you produce? And he didn't. And, um, you know, myriad of reasons, but the you know the bottom line, he didn't get it done. So now it's time to bring in somebody that uh, hopefully can get it done. We'll see what this new guy can do. Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of that type of uh, tough tough decision making off season um, for the Titans, where they obviously have found themselves at a bit of a crossroad with, of course, some of this medical staff, some of this offensive line staff, and player uh, personnel. You see us moving on from yeah, the, Taylor Dewan and others. Yeah, they put, uh, you know, uh, Robinson put them in a, you know, in making that run last year or trying to make that, you know, get set up to make the run last year, he put them into what's uh, commonly known as uh, salary cap purgatory. <laughs> uh, 
some other people use stronger words than that. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he kind of knew what he was doing on that. He was taking a chance to to do it, and uh, he'll uh, he'll uh, have to you know keep that uh, you know keep that in mind as they're making the changes. Is right. they just don't have a, tr- a tremendous amount of money to work with, right? All right, so you'll have that to look forward to at the NFL Draft next Thursday. We're going to go for another break, but when you come back, we'll talk a little Atlanta Braves, the National League leaders. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia.
and welcome back to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Uh, we're going to finish up here with a little block talking about our Atlanta Braves, who we cover, of course, here on WKOM 101.7. Actually, uh, the Braves play on our oh, sister station, oh, WKRM there. <laughs> but, but yes, we do, as a station, uh, cover them here. So Yes, and uh, they are red hot. Uh, they sit atop the NL East at 14-5 and five, and, in fact, tied for the best record in the entirety of the National League. Uh, and they have a pretty good one, a uh, good series this weekend at home in Atlanta. Uh, they will be taking on the defending champion Houston Astros. Now, the defending champs do not find themselves off to as good of a as good of a start this year as the Braves. Uh, Houston sits at nine and ten and tied for second in the AL West. So, Atlanta, of course, triumphed over uh, the Astros two years ago for their famous World Series victory. So they'll be hoping to repeat that performance um, this weekend in Truist Park. Uh, the, the Braves are just 4-3 and three at Truist Park this season, but they did just come off a fantastic road stand with a sweep of the Reds and a 2-1 to one series victory over the Padres, with the only loss coming on a bit of a fluke 1-0 uh, in that last game to the Padres on Wednesday afternoon. Um, but like I said, 14-5 and five on the season, a great road record thus far, uh, fully two games ahead of the New York Mets in the NL East, uh, and not too much going on on the injury list, looking pretty good. Um, Kyle Wright um, and Max Fried are returning to action in the rotation as early as this weekend. Uh, Colin McHugh began a rehab assignment and could be close behind on a return. The outlook isn't as clear for catcher Travis Darneau, who has, you know, not been playing the last week or so, but Sean Murphy has been doing a good job in his stead, going 7-for-22 with three doubles and three home runs on this latest road stand. Uh, so what are you thinking about the Braves this year, Coach? Do we have a, a championship contender to be excited about here well, in the South? I don't know if, if the Braves know how to handle this kind of success this early in the season. Uh the, when they made their big run to the to the World Series, they were barely above 500 until almost the end of July, and uh, you know it was just a mystery as to whether they were going to win the game. And if they won the games, it's usually in the last two innings. Coming out and just blowing the doors off of people right now, um, you kind of wonder when the other when the other foot's going to fall. And uh, you know, 162 games is a long, long season, so. Yeah, you know, it's great that they're hot, and I, and I hope they continue that. But at the same time, you kind of know sooner or later the average is going to catch up with you. There's going to be you know there's going to be some time where they're going to have to face some adversity and work through some things, and hopefully they can get that uh, that can happen. Say maybe maybe in the middle, and, and then they can make you know turn it and, and be climbing again when uh, when playoff time comes around. So uh, yeah, as exciting as it is right now, um, just. Uh, you know, hold hold all the uh, you know all your World Series plans in check just a little bit longer, and let's see how this holds out. Right, weather. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like somebody who's who's well versed with Atlanta sports. You know, never you never can get the expectations yeah, just, too high just too quick. Be careful about getting way you know getting ahead of yourself there. Uh, but uh, you know they you know they are playing well right now and, and are just you know it, it's amazing that they put the streaks that together. You know. Uh, like you said, they only had the, 
They had the uh, streak broken at seven games in a row, uh, seven wins in a row, and then only lost by one run on the one that they did lose. I think they're somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, what twelve of the last thirteen. Something you know, like or, that. You know, yeah. You know, so they are definitely hot right now, uh, and hopefully they can. Uh, even if they do cool off a little bit, they they've got a chance to uh, you know build enough of a lead that they can go through that little bit, little bit of a dip in the season and then come out strong uh, again in August and September and, and get ready for October. Yeah, and and in terms of this series this weekend, um, the good news there is the last time these two teams played um, in Atlanta in August of last year, the Braves did win that series two games out of three. So hopefully they can repeat that performance this week. And, and I'd say to all listeners out there as, you know, summer is upon us and looking for fun plants and things like that. A, a trip down to, to Truist Park in Atlanta is truly a worthwhile outing. They have a great setup down there. The stadium is new, and it's, you know, there's a whole sort of atmosphere and village around it. It's good for families or, or adults. It's it's a great weekend visit, um, and you got a great team to watch this year. So it's a great summer to go and visit the Braves at Truist Park. And for our last segment here, yeah, we've got about uh, two about two minutes left in the show here, and we're going to bring in our resident NASCAR guru. Give us the two minutes cell for this weekend, T. Willie. Oh, I'll tell you, Talladega Super. Hang on, hang on. I'll tell you. There we go. Talladega Super Speedway, two point six six miles around, thirty three degree blanking in the corners, eighteen in the straightaway. Even five degrees in the back stretch. What a beautiful track. Uh, if it didn't have restrictor plates, it, you would be going 220, 225. Going to be an exciting. We've got two races this weekend that we're broadcasting on 101.7. Uh, the Net Xfinity race, I believe, is at one at noon, noon or one. Check our schedule. And then uh, the cup race on Sunday. But uh, And anybody can win. If you're, one yeah. of the, if you're one of the 40 cars or 38 cars, however many's entered, uh, anybody in the field can win the race. And, and if you're in the last 25, in the last 10, within the last 15 laps of the race, mm-hmm. if you're in 20. If you're 25th or up, you've got a shot because Absolutely. the Talladega is infamous for the big one. For the big <laughs> one. <laughs> and you can you can draft. You can come up there. Uh, Dale Earnhardt used to do that all the time. He would stay back and then slowly yeah, slide up to the front. But let everybody else knock each other yeah. off. <laughs> I, I, I did. Uh, uh, garage and pit tours there for 20 years i was in charge of that uh, the whole group and uh, i absolutely love it and you can get right up close and watch the uh, teams work on the cars in the garage area now so they got a special package so yeah, go, go watch huge it huge weekend huge weekend yep. at nascar this weekend t willie we appreciate you coming on You're welcome yes sir thank you all so much for joining us on the front port sports radio hour that's all we got for you hope you all have a great weekend